Welcome to the OMR Podcast, where we go inside the minds of some of the biggest names in digital and tech. In this week's episode, OMR CEO and founder Philip Westermeyer caught up with Vice Head of International Dom Delpore. In the podcast, Mr. Delpore opened up on balancing being brand friendly with being audience first, on the importance of podcasts for Vice, and what specifically surprised Delpore about Vice when he took the job. The OMR Podcast with Philip Westermeyer. Happy listening. Welcome to the OMR Podcast. It's, it's, um, you Guten Tag, Philipp. Yeah, you already noticed I'm, I'm, I'm in a very good mood. I'm really excited about today's guest. Um, he's one of the people that are now in charge at Vice. Vice Media is um, a very interesting company that I follow for a long time that I feel, really find inspiring to what we do here at OMR. So I'm happy to have him. Um, his name is Dom Delpore. Um, he's now um, the President of International and Chief Revenue Officer at Vice. Correct. Since when are you active in this role? Still a rookie, still yeah. an intern. I started four months ago, literally, uh, after 15 years as a journalist and 15 years on the other side uh, as, as agency exec and he had business. So Long agency career, 17 years yeah, in agency business. Uh, Havas and also uh, Vivendi. And so it's, uh, it's, it's new, it's exciting, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really, really incredibly happy to have made that, that choice <laughs> and to jump to Vice four months ago after years of discussion with with Shane Smith, a uh, good friend for eight years now. And since three years at Dom, you know, that's 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 the place for you. And when um, when he, he told me about Nancy Dubuque coming as the new CEO, I said, well, guys, it's it's uh, it's up to you to write the new chapter. Uh, uh, we we were incredibly excited by that. And, and I'm honestly, sincerely, I'm impressed and amazed by, by the talent in the company and, uh, and why Vice is so unique. How close were you to the products before you joined the company? I mean, I, the first time I, I went to see him, I, I had my advertising agency hat and, you know, my coming to see the product and the offer. It was a 3 p.m. meeting. It lasted 3 a.m., literally. And that's, that that's was a typical chance of meeting. <laughs> Reforecasting my, my, my plane. And, uh, of course, the advertising community Novice. I thought I knew and I discovered that, in fact, I had a very partial view of what Vice is doing. The thing that, that really struck me the most, first of all, not so many North American companies have a very global footprint with strong local teams. When I say that we have 900 content producers in 35 countries producing everyday local content in local language, that's very different from many of that North American platforms of company that are cooking at home, but having sales guy on the ground selling it abroad. You see what I mean? So we're producing and, and, and shooting content in Arabic in Dubai, in, in Indy, in New Delhi and Mumbai, in Indonesia and in Jakarta. And we, we literally produce 1,500 pieces of content every day. This is impressive numbers. So we, we know how to scale a business. Um, the second thing that has totally shocked me in, in, in a positive way, I, I thought it was a media company only, and I discovered that there were four businesses which make us not that ad-dependent. 
Of course, the media business is the historical one. Uh, when Shane and Sarouche created the company, it was Voice of Montreal, uh, a free paper magazine, urban Montreal. culture, alternative voice, and they skipped the O, and Voice of Montreal became Vice, and then that success story. Uh, but, but yes, there is the media component with digital TV, with Viceland, and OTT more and more. We're just uh, opening uh, uh, this Friday uh, in, in, in London a big partnership with Channel 4, 900 hours of Vice content on Channel 4, so Avon platform. selling your content to other yeah, um, yeah. platforms. Uh, yes, and, and especially all the broadcasters that need to skew younger. They want in a non-linear world, you know, millennials in, in, in the US, 23% are OTT only. They don't even switch on uh, any other screen that, that their uh, internet provider and, and, and OTT platform. So that media component is the first one. The second one is a news component. And we know that we have a strong newsroom. What people not necessarily know in Europe is the, the strength of Vice News tonight. So every night for 30 minutes on HBO, it's 5 million people watching really the first young newscast that gathered nine Emmy Award nominations more than any other news organization in the US. So very proud of that. Uh, we have a great partnership with BBC World that take Vice News tonight and, and broadcast it the weekend for 250 million house in the world in 300 countries. So that's the second pillar. The third pillar, which is more recent or recent, two, three years old, launched by Eddie, and now Eddie has, has moved to production and, and we, are, we are working with him and with uh, 70 other producers. It's a Vice Studio and, and Pulse. So just to give you two, two three highlights, I know you love music, Philip. You remember the Fire Festival? Yeah, yeah. That huge scam with Ludacris and Ja Rule. Yeah. It was supposed to be Woodstock in Bahamas. Bella Hadid and Emily Rajatovsky, they were all in, you know? And they were sold out in a few minutes. Nothing happened. It was a, it was a complete failure. They even paid their supplier. Among this supplier, there are two production companies. And, and with a lot of footages. And we went to this production company. We get 300 hours of footage. And the documentary we've edited and in discussion with, with the Netflix of the world and, and Hulu and, and other platforms is epic. So that kind of documentary is really what we love doing. But also uh, TV shows. We just signed with HBO and Sky Gangs of London based on the PlayStation game with Gary Evans directing it big TV shows 10 times one hour and also some feature film like one that I love Torture Report uh, that's going to be launched uh, later on um, it's all about the controversy around torture with CIA post 9-11 we, we, we were celebrating yesterday uh, the 9-11 uh, uh, sad anniversary and, and the, the Twin, Towers, Twin Towers collapse if you remember afterwards there was the Guantanamo Abu Ghraib and, and waterboarding controversy we revealed the story on, on our editorial channel and a few years after we're producing a features film with John Hamm, uh, Don Draper, uh, with Adam Driver, with Annette Benning, Steven Soderbergh is producing it, and uh, we, we feel that it's, it's a great piece of art, literally. So that studio business with Pulse and Vice Studio is really booming. And the fourth pillar of what, what's Vice today, and we disclose it at Cannes this year, is our agency business. And in a way, it was kind of 
not hidden in the background, but we weren't very vocal about it. It was a kind of content factory of Vice. It's much more than that now. Virtue is a proper full-service agency that operates in 25 countries with the biggest brand. And maybe a way of telling that story concretely is just to, to celebrate the, the great work. We just launched the Google Chrome campaign this week. So it's the 10 years anniversary of Chrome. And we launched a platform, hashtag don't be a bruiser. And look at the stuff that have been produced by Virtue. It's, it's premium stuff. So it's really brand strategy and, uh, and, and, and brand creativity. And of course, branded content when, when, we, when, we, when we have to, uh, to, to, to choose that, that storytelling form. But it's a proper full service agency with the ambition being publisher born to provide better insight, to, prov to understand uh, our audience better, deeper, and also to rely on award-winning production company. Do you sometimes feel lonely? Because you are like shaping the way journalism is, is, is done or is, is paid for these days and like the way media companies work. You're probably like one of the most valuable media companies or obviously last uh, funding round. Um, but nobody has shown you a way to monetize that exactly. There's no blueprint of what you have sure. to do. Like you sometimes sit there and wonder, is that possible at all? I think it's a great question, and, and I feel that in Vice DNA, there is a kind of fearless uh, statement. You know, we, we, we are moving to territories that are unknown for many, and when we moved to news, that was a bet. And we became that news powerhouse covering the world. And, 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 and honestly, when you go to the newsroom and you see all that, uh, these um, bulletproof uh, uh, jacket for, for, for our journalistic team and crews, You just feel that it's real stuff. You know, we're still in Mosul, we're still in Raqqa, we're still the frontliners, and I'm very proud of, of that work. When we move to cable TV, say what 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 you guys are doing there? You know, it's it's dying. Say well, you know, we feel that our audience should, if they want to watch that on a big screen at the end of the day, they should be able to do that. And uh, there was some discussion about the ratings, uh, and and but when we look at that today, one. We have produced great shows, again, Emmy Award shows. We have pushed the social discussion forward with gaycation, with, with all our work. I mean, we talk a lot about weed. Guess what? Weed legislation in Canada, October 17, it will be the first country to legalize marijuana. It's like alcohol in the 50s in Chicago, you know? So just to be at the forefront of that conversation without any moral judgment, just telling the world how we did and why it's so popular in, in, in that young generation and, and what risk, what opportunities, what it's about. Uh, we feel that there is no topic that we can't cover. And that's the same ethos when we go to Raqqa, when we go to Charlottesville, we talk to everyone. We try not to have a biased approach. But you have to, like, at some point make money out of all this. I mean, sure. you have to like, of course. the pressure is high, the pressure is on you to, to bring money back with all this work, with all this content. Is that difficult and is it getting more, I feel like it's getting more difficult by the day because Google and Facebook, they have other like ideas on how to like, uh, I mean, the beauty, the beauty of it is that, I mean, 2017 has been has been tough for the, for the, for the industry. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a no brainer, but I think that our model is not ad dependent. And two, we always partner with a platform without being dependent on their revenue stream. I'll give you one example. Today at Demexco, we announced a new offer called Video Everywhere. And what is it? We know that brands need more video. There is a scarcity and shortage 
of premium video in the market. Uh, we know that it's super complex to buy video in so many formats, so many platforms, it's just a mess. So we move from medium is a message to medium is a mess, okay? So our job is to try to, to make that simpler, to clean it, to make that safer. So we, we build a product that is unique. No other media company can do what we have uh, done and announced today, which is that cross-platform. So it's literally buying Vice Premium content across all the platform at once. So YouTube, Snap, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Apple News, uh, Roku, Viceland, of course. So all these plans, Facebook, uh, in-stream. So all these 100% premium content, brand safe, uh, in a way, in a click, just to make that simpler for the advertising community. So we, we have to innovate. You're absolutely right that the duopoly has completely changed the marketplace and oxygen is, is rare for many, many digital players, especially the one that build their reach on, on the, on the back of yeah, yeah, yeah. social distribution and, and this mainly Facebook distribution. We, we're not playing that game. We use the platform to promote our content, not necessarily to make the, the major chunk of our money with that. Uh, as I said, four different revenue stream, media, studio, news, well, and agency, well, and very balanced. In, in terms of revenue, balanced. So the two, big, the two biggest are, are the, the, the media, so TV, digital, and OTT, and the, the agency revenue with Virtue, uh, news and, and studio are more recent, but what's growing and scaling up. What's the total revenue of Vice right now? We're not, we're not disclosing it, and we're not, we're not public, we're not listed, so our shareholders know they're bullish, and we are very optimistic and ambitious for the future. We feel that there will be consolidation in that market, and we're in a, in a sweet spot. Why? First, because we're producing content that we own. 100% of the content on our platform, we own the IP. So we are able to make maximum uh, uh, impact and, and, and revenue from it. That's, that's, that's very critical. One, one thing I want to ask you is, like, content is so important to you. You produce very like, exclusive and, and premium yeah. content. You have a great brand. But in your list of, of monetization options, You're not talking about paid content in that way, yeah. where, the, where the user actually pays for the content. Why is it not on your list? I mean, we can say and argue that Vice News on HBO, you know, you, need, so to, you need to pay and yeah. we, we make But the... But it's not like we're not paying for Vice. We make, we make the survey that a lot of HBO audience really want that show and will follow us. Uh, but uh, uh, we have a great partnership with HBO. Of course, DTC is, is in every conversation. Uh, we look at the brands, and the brands I know, all the CPG brands are doing 50% of their business direct to consumer in, a in APAC, for instance. So you, you need to be cognizant of that. If you look at uh, the platform in China, I'm, I'm, I'm really obsessed by what's going on in China. I think they're totally reinventing the game. And, and we're already social commerce era, which means that it's not media to promote a product, it's media to buy directly a product one click through. That's the beauty of which chat, being that holistic platform that take Facebook, Google, PayPal, uh, um, together. All, all together in, in, a, in a very frictionless experience. So we, we're looking at all of that, but I think that um, we need also to be very humble, uh, very lucid about where we are, what we can do, the strengths of our brands. That brands enable us to to do a noisy music festival in, in, in Denmark in November, to do a Munchies uh, food court uh, in, in New York, to, to do many things, a broadly film fund uh, for, for young director, young female director. So we have the ability to stretch our brands and labels coming in front of the audience and say, now, 
pay for it directly. You need to have a, a, a great offer and we're not yet there. I think that for us, we have full revenue stream that I mentioned earlier with a huge potential. We have a big potential on the media side because we are entering into a post-duopoly world and people need engagement. You know, the reach, Google, Facebook, don't compete with them, it's over. But the engagement, this is the currency of tomorrow. And we have an incredible engagement from our loyal audience. And we need to, to be even better at uh, expressing that uniqueness. Uh, the, one, one, yeah? one question, now we talk about media channels and engagement. One channel that... that Obviously, we're doing a podcast right now. I'm, I'm, I'm re <laughs> really behind is, is podcasting and podcasts. Absolutely uh, uh, true. Like, tell me your, your thoughts on, on podcasts. What's, what's Vice doing about this? I mean, one, I feel it's great. Um, not talking about online marketing rockstar only, but I just <laughs> think that, uh, you know, what we're producing... I mean, there was a three months investigation from Motherboard the other day, uh, 40 pages, literally go on the website about so how Facebook trying to moderate that billions of posts every day. And we, we go deep, deep, deep. We travel the world listening to the curators and the, the controllers and the censorship process and so on. When it was so good that it was obvious that we had to do uh, with the journalists that, that spent three months investigating just a, a podcast of it. And there was a lot of public demands. Hey, guys, I want to listen to that story running because I can't stop doing for one hour uh, and, and, you know, literally reading that book. But I'm passionate about the topic. Uh, so we are launching very soon uh, a big uh, podcast documentary on the El Chapo trial. Uh, it's 10 times half an hour of pure audio investigation. Uh, again, we traveled the world, went to Mexico. We, we, you, we're you telling the cartel and, and, the, and the drug story uh, from years, uh, talking with the president of Mexico, talking with key uh, uh, DEA uh, uh, policemen and, 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 and drug chaser and drug dealers. I mean, fantastic stuff that will be, uh, that will be released very soon, produced by the Vice News team. So we are betting on, on podcasts. I think that you are in a great position. I think that people need to listen more uh, because they're also uh, tired with that overload of, of images. And uh, when you listen stories, the power of, of the minds is, is incredible. And the power of the audio, I, I start my journalistic years by radio and I still feel that radio is a fantastic medium. You're so free, you know, and uh, you, you let people think and dream and uh, bring the pictures. And, and so you're like, when you Tell me about this um, um, El Chapo documentary that you're doing as a podcast. Are you going to put advertising in it? We are discussing with some platform, yes, definitely. But again, we, as, as always with Vice, we, we are brand friendly, but we're also audience first. So we don't want the experience to be ruined by, you know, someone yelling at you because you absolutely need to buy these cereals. This is not the way we work. And the brands who, who work with us have understood that. Again, engagement matters. So the way you settle the experience and look at Viceland. You know, Viceland, people don't skip our ads. They don't. So we have the highest rating of ads break because people stay watching. Why? We are producing the ads ourselves. And we are producing these ads with the same tone of voice, the same craziness, and the same, I would say, authenticity than the other content we're producing. And when we ask our audience, guys, what do you think about that? Is it ads? Is it 
annoyance? Is it content? 75% consider these ads as premium content, not as advertising. They don't skip it. They stay with us, which is today what we tell the OTT platform. You need to invent non-linear business model. And non-linear, it's so easy to skip. You need to tell a better stories with brands if you want your audience not to reject it. We know that people are putting ad blockers everywhere. There's 300 million ad blocking uh, uh, software on, on, on desktop. And uh, people you know, spend more time when there is a mobile ad trying to click at the top of the <laughs> finding the cross than, uh, than watching the ad. So we, we need to do a better job. We, for us, it's really putting a lot of effort in producing premium ads on our channel, it will be the same for, for audio. We want a great experience. This is what matters. You, you, you wouldn't share the, the revenue figures with me. The one thing I know is your last valuation round was, was quite high. Um, yeah. Was five billion. Yeah, more than five billion. Yeah. Dollars, right? Yeah. That's that's a lot more than BuzzFeed. That's, that's, that's almost as much as Snapchat is worth right now at, at, on the, as, as a listed company. Um, Did that scare you uh, when you when you made the jump to, like to all of a sudden have to justify such a high valuation? No, I think that um, I'm totally committed to uh, not only to to prove the valuation was right, uh, uh, but also to show the world the potential of growth uh, for for Vice and its audience. And you know. When I just look at these last months, what we have done and the reach we're getting, let's talk about other countries than Western Europe or the US. We, we launched a few months ago in India and uh, we, we, we had the ability to really champion women's rights. One woman out of three uh, as, uh, as, uh, during her lifetime uh, uh, suffered from abuse, uh, especially in, in the couple or in the family. Uh, so this is still a very, very uh, strong, uh, I would say, uh, drama in Indian society. And then LGBT rights in India. We champion LGBT rights in India because our audience wanted us and they, it, they had no voice in India ecosystem. And so to be the media that puts at the agenda LGBT rights for weeks and weeks, telling stories about this use and, and they're, 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 how they are fighting, belonging to different castes and, and having this family discussion or ostracism. And to see Supreme Court finally decriminalizing LGBT behavior in India, it's, it's a huge achievement for, for the Indian society. We're very proud, even humble, to, to have been one of the contributors to that, that challenge. Do you believe that these things allow you to make money with that at some point? It's not about money. It's, I mean, about, it's about authenticity and relevancy. Do you matter as a media or, or can you be skipped tomorrow because you're not meaningful? If you look at the use of the world, 60% of the use of the world is in Asia today. And the growth we have in these territories, we just opened in Korea, in China, in Japan, in Indonesia, in all these, all, all these countries, and of course in India with our team, I mean, we feel incredibly relevant because we're producing local content, as I said, because we have that authentic voice. So if the question is, Will you matter tomorrow? Will you still be relevant tomorrow with the Gen Z or with, with these, uh, these, these population growth? Yes, I'm absolutely optimistic. And there are not so many media companies that can say we are relevant in 35 countries. How do you Then the question is, do you have eyeballs? Yes, because we produce stunning content. And you know, there is a media rule. And with my former agency hat, I always remind that rule. 
money follow eyeballs. If you're able to create eyeballs, to create engaged audiences, don't worry about anything else. Then, of course, you need to be pro. You need to speak to brands. You need to deliver on your promises. That's why we're building a global client team and, and, and uh, I would say, scaling up uh, our discussion with global brands. But I think that they need also global partners that can be locally relevant. Because just the carpet bombing of one global message is not enough. It works when it's a Nike, just do it, for sure. But for many brands, they have a very local strategy or regional strategy, and they need to feel that their partners are culturally relevant in that territory. How, how do you spread that DNA across the world? I mean, what Vice does is very particular. It has a very like own voice, it has its own tone, like the approach is, is, is very specific to Vice. And I'm, it's like a core of, of only a few people who started, who launched it, who invented this tone of, or this way of journalism in a way. Yeah. And now all of a sudden the whole world enjoys journalism like that. But how do you get the people that do that in these countries to understand what Vice is and how Vice wants to speak and, and it sounds? I, I think that... I would say there are different voices across the world. So in Asia, we skew younger, for instance, than in America. Um, in China, uh, you, you, you have to be 100% Chinese. But when you watch us, it's also 100% vice. So every time I see content from all these territories, I'm just amazed because it's, it's truly local, but it's incredibly vice as well. How do you do that? What's the management uh, principle? I think the, 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 it's, it's first of all a question of talent and the question of how do you put your audience first and foremost at the core of everything we do. So it's not a preconceived judgment of what they like. It's really living with our audience. Why our team are young? Why our journalists are young? Why our editors, producers, uh, curators are young? Why we, we work with 3,000 creators all over the world? Because you, you need to mirror the people you're talking to if you just want to be in sync with them. But every journalist that joins you, do they have to come to New York and then like work for like a couple of months in New York first to understand how no. WISE operates? Oh, oh, like absolutely not, because I think that it's not the Brooklyn view of the world, you know? Uh, of course, it's important to have to share the same values, the same mission, the same purpose. And, uh, and that's what Nancy Dubuque has, has really reiterated, content first. We're a content first company. So what we want is to, to produce great content, to tell great stories, and to be relevant culturally. We want to add to culture. So, but if you join us in, uh, in, uh, in, in Jakarta or, uh, or in South Africa... As journalists now. As journalists, uh, you, you, you know what is a vice voice, you know what the vice ethos. And of course, I mean, my job is also to travel the world and, and, and to tell the stories and to reiterate the principle But I, I and, feel like and the there's, there's so much talk about how you like create a philosophy in an organization and how you need like a special um, you know, message in an organization. And now with you, it's especially difficult because it's like a, it's a, it's a cultural organization. It's a journalist. And I, I wonder if you can just like hire them and then they work, uh, they, they, they be like... But I think that you, you need to be passionate by, by what Vice does. So you need to read us, watch us, uh, be comfortable with the topic we're addressing when not every media address the same topic as us. When we ask our audience, and you know, we've got something called Vice Voices, which is 35,000 people panel from our audience that we literally interrogate every day. You know, and it's, we're running that panel for Kantar and, uh, uh, or rolling that panel if we, if we hear the noise around. And, uh, and so we ask questions every day. They think that they can trust us. 
the thing that we extend their world, so we are covering topics they would never have thought of. And finally, what they find advice, they couldn't find it anywhere else. So based on that three principle, trust, impact, uniqueness, it's a duty. You, know, you need to deliver on that promises. You, you really need to, to constantly push the envelope, push ourselves, not be complacent, try to innovate. There is not being formulaic. It wouldn't work. It, it, wouldn't, uh, uh, it, it, it would bother people. So you need constantly to engage them and to adapt to platform. You know, Snap, I mean, we have 35 millions of people who are following us on Snap. And I was quoting the other day, I was in discussion with youngsters, where do you work? Well, I work at Vice. Oh, the Snap thing. They, they, they just knew Vice through Snap. They hadn't a clue about what Vice was, what was the legacy. So you need to, to, to keep pushing the same values, but also to adapt to Gen Z and, and new expectation from this new audience on your platform, whether podcast, whether Snap, whether Insta, whether uh, Twitch. That is a fantastic platform for us. We have a, a, I didn't quote the, the video game podcast we have with Waypoint. It, it's, it's one of the leading podcasts for, for video gaming fan, you know? So we, we, we constantly uh, need, to, uh, need to push ourselves. And uh, my, my job again, having been journalist for 15 years, is, uh, is constantly to, uh, to, to bring back uh, under Nancy's leadership these, uh, these, these values. Uh, I think that we have still a long way to go uh, because the industry is, is, is demanding. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, as you said, uh, it has been a, a challenge even for news organization. And, um, uh, you know, earlier today I was talking about how DSPs and programmatic engine are creating a new moral norm. And, and it, it's really wrong. And, and we, we want to be vocal about that. So basically, algorithms are deciding what's going to be sellable, you know, and what is safe and unsafe. I'm not sure if you know that, Philip, but if I write tomorrow an article about gay and lesbian community, or even an article about immigration, migrants and refugees, DSP and algorithm will consider that these topics are unsafe and they will skip it. So they will literally move from content filtering for advertising units to censorship. So we, we, we're entering in a world where you need constantly to reassess what journalists stands for and say, guys, the trash is in the pipe. The garbage is still there with pre-roll and mid-roll and so on, you know? So you, you have a responsibility as a platform and, and we need to be very, very transparent with the audience, advertiser and, and our own audience to tell them that this is wrong. This is not the real world we lived in. And don't let the machine define what's going to be safetyness in a, in, a, in, a, in a viewership environment. So there are still a lot of challenges ahead. Vice has also to be very vocal about these industry challenges, the same way that we're pushing for engagement. We need to push for, for measurement. We need to move beyond content and look at how content impacts sales because I feel that it's, uh, it's true that content change behaviors. We need to be able to, to, uh, uh, to put some, uh, some rational behind that. Um, and if we look at, at the future ahead, again, I think that for a company that produces content every day and with a very high standards, um, the only way is up, you know? The, the machine will do, will do the bulk, but if you, if you, if you tell 
sincere stories, the audience will follow. What's what's the biggest outlet in Germany? Is it is it is it the, the website or is it what is it in Germany? I mean, as 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 globally, as I said, we have we have two big pieces of business, which are uh, the the media and and the agency business with Virtue that that is booming. We have 300 people on the ground in the Dach region. Um, done fantastic stories with Volkswagen recently and, and many other local advertiser or regional advertiser or global brands. Um, so that is a very, very important region for us. What's the most globally. reach? What's, where's the most reach in Germany? Is it on the website? Or is it on the, on the yes, channel? I mean, or is it on the, the website? Because curiously, Weisland is not available on, on TV yet. Yeah. So uh, uh, talking with, uh, with these uh, beautiful uh, German TV uh, companies and TV station and, and, and pay TV platform because again I think that that content should be the same way that we will have 900 hours on Channel 4 uh, uh, Avod platform and uh, discussion with, with all the top platform in the US and elsewhere we just announced Bell Media in Canada uh, 43% market share with a, a lot of Vice content uh, in it and a lot of co-production so the Vice News and Vice Studio business has not been developed yet in, in Germany Uh, it's uh, at the agenda and the TV distribution of our content is, is still something that is uh, high on my list so wait and see but the sooner we will close a deal I will come to MR if I'm still invited always, <laughs> and, always and, <laughs> and happy to share that with, with, with you first okay um, how much I mean you worked in agency you made media budget decisions yes um, when you looked at Vice earlier in your career was it like purely brand I mean there's, there's probably not performance marketing aspects to it it's, it's, you have to believe in the brand the brand is everything yeah. right yeah and I think that it's not just brand but it's more and more the relationship between a publisher and its audience um, because I mean there is an overload and, and, and hyper choice so the, the, the true question is what do you expect from your, from your campaign And of course, brand lift, wellness, to uh, to consideration, to 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 conversion, to loyalty, whatever the the brand's expectation in that consumer funnel. My conviction is the new consumer journey is a content journey. So brands need to be able to tell their story in a longer form, more and more. It can be audio podcast, it can be long form documentary, but they need to tell. Uh, the audience what they're doing uh, and, and a 30 second spot can't cover all the needs and we know that it's harder for younger generation to uh, to get stick to that so our ability uh, when I was in the agency world and, and I, I, I discussed that with my peers at that time I think that it's very hard for agency to produce content non-advertising content at scale You know, um, so when I when I discovered that we are producing, you know, at at a given time we have 60 brand stories that we're producing in Brooklyn, but but hundreds of stories all over the world. Again, 900 content producer in 35 countries. This is massive. We have 500 editing suites, you know, to produce content 24/7. That scale is very rare, and that ability to have a world-winning production company to do premium stuff is also incredibly uh, unique. So I feel that. We can partner with agency and we have strong partnership with some of the agency. Uh, 
creative and media agency that come to us because they know that they need to scale up uh, their content factory, let's say, and they can't do that alone. I, I really feel that uh, you, you're stronger together. And so well, we have a very open, open attitude with them. In the agency business, what do you do better than the existing creative agencies that are out there? I mean, it's not a new business. It's, it's like the business is there for years. I don't know if it's better, but we, we have a very different approach. Because it's an agency that is publisher-born. So beyond the unique vice tone of voice and mindset, we, we have that constant feedback from our audience. We have daily insights. We have journalists uh, that, that delivers and understand weak signal. And we can, we can tap into that science and, and really nurture our approach to, to audiences. So at the end, I hope that we are even more relevant. And again, the focus the company has on that 1835 years old across the world make us truly global. So yes, we, we, we can handle global campaign very easily in, in 25 markets where we have boot on the ground. So my take on that would be we need to be the best of two worlds, as creative as the hot shop in the creative business, but also with a global footprint to run global campaign for global brands. It, that's really that two dimension. And the, probably a similar answer to, the, to my next question is film production. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a century old business. Um, how come, I mean, you're like so bullish about film production today? I mean, it's a, it's a dying business for many. I mean, I mean, again, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's the way to approach it. And there is the, the big budget from, from the, the, the movie majors uh, and the sequels. And, and again, uh, great blockbuster. We're not in that category for sure. We're, but we're tapping into, again, same consistent young audience. I mean, the beach bum story, it's Harmony Corinne, it did Spring Breakers, it's his new movie with the story of a loser stoner, Matthew McConaughey, uh, with, with Snoop Dogg. And I mean, it, it's really fun. We just launched the trailer, huge momentum for that stories. I mean, I don't know who would produce that, you know. Uh, so we, we, again, we feel that there is, a, there is some white spaces in the market for uh, mid-range budget movies, very strong editorial approach, very strong storyline. Uh, and again, the uniqueness that, that uh, Vice uh, embodies. I mean, we were the partner of Climax, Gaspar Noé last movie that was awarded in, in the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, we, we, we're telling the Lord of Chaos uh, a story around the, these Scandinavian uh, 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 crazy gothic guys would start burning churches. I mean, we are fearless as a company, as you know. So we feel that every topic can be covered, uh, whether by the news team, by the agency team, by the media team, or, or by a, a studio and, and, and movie storyteller. Ooh. And I think that if we look at, you know, there is two documentaries from Vice that are on Netflix today, like Jim and Andy with Jim Carrey, explaining how he, he played Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon. Uh, uh, Fantastic documentary, uh, big hit for Netflix. And a new one that we just launched with a motherboard team, that our geeks, called The Most Unknown. It's a kind of six degrees with nine scientists that don't know each other, and each of them will meet another from another scientific discipline to try to resolve the most unknown uh, uh, question of the universe. It's fascinating. You just mentioned motherboard. You have yeah. a couple of brands motherboard noisy others. broadly munches why do you break vice down into sub brands why don't you that's a very true question and uh, and i think that uh, we we want to 
look at that. Uh, we we know that it it gave us the credibility in that field, but maybe uh, it it's also make more, more complex uh, the navigation for people. And as the web has totally changed, and people bruise less than, than than before, and and don't jump from one side to another, we we need to be. Uh, uh, we have a we have a, a power full brand that is vice yeah. and uh, maybe we need to simplify the offer for our audience that tell us that sometimes they're a bit lost in the different UX so again very very humble about that um, we, we, we just know that you can't be complacent with technology you need constantly a better code so we, we, we're ready for change is no, not a taboo it's, it's mandatory so we just need to understand what audience wants and to, to provide the best answer have you seen like globally any piece of content that Vice put out that you think is especially signature that has worked really well that like our audience maybe needs to look at to understand what, what Vice truly is like like any article any any anything I mean the, I, I mentioned some of the article um, any on, Kaufman on, on, the, the on, documentary yeah, or, or the motherboard investigation on, on Facebook uh, uh, monitoring but just just to go on the other end which is the the funny side of it uh, I'm a big fan of Uber Butler Uba is one of our creators in England, and he, he got that idea that we could we could trick TripAdvisor, and he could turn his shed in his own garden in Dulwich into the first restaurant on TripAdvisor in London. There is 18,000 restaurants, and he did it. It took six months. It's, it's nearly 100 millions of views on YouTube today, but I mean, it literally did it. You have to watch it. It's hilarious. Uh, Uber is brilliant. He now jump into another crazy challenge, which was turning uh, uh, a kind of shortage jeans brand, which is uh, Giorgio Piviani, at the top of the fashion elite. <laughs> and he did it as well. Uh, I mean, so, you know, we live and we're proud of having gathered these 3,000 creators like Uber. And our duty is also to give them a platform that can help them to reach their full potential. So, Going with Uber and, and meeting all the top studios in, in, in Hollywood and all the top platform to produce a high-end documentary is, is also something we're very proud of doing. So again, I think that Vice is that vibrant community and our role is to produce great content but also to promote these creators. You yourself are called the brand whisperer. <laughs> Who gave you that name and why, how are you whispering? <laughs> What is that, a brand whisperer? you know gray hair 50 <laughs> okay. years so yes uh, I won't say that I, I was at the beginning of soap operas and, and Procter sponsoring TV show in the 50s but, but uh, uh, I, I, I had so many uh, jobs uh, in that industry that yes I know the media business pretty well I run newsroom I, I did a lot of uh, 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 documentary and, and, and feature film in my, in my past life and I, I know agency business quite well so I, I I'm very happy to have now a playground that has all these businesses and all these talents reunited. So it's uh, Shane was right. And I think that every day with Nancy, we, we just feel incredibly privileged to have to uh, write the new chapter of Vice across the world. Do you sometimes think that since it's so complex with all these platforms, Instagram, Snap, Google, Facebook, TV, At everything. the end, stories matters. You know, but, but like sometimes, do you like drill it down to like only a few platforms? Are there like one or two platforms that are core for you? Do you, or like that will be core in the future? Do you think? I mean, which platform is is like the one that like keeps you the most busy right now? I, I mentioned um, the way we're moving to a to a cross screen 
uh, world, but mobile is still the first screen. Mm -hmm. And we know that if we look at this platform you quoted, they are mobile businesses mainly. 92% of Facebook revenues are mobile revenues with a new set of advertisers. So for us, the ability to to build content for, for that mobile uh, viewers, the ability to build also advertising product like Video Everywhere for the uh, advertising marketplace that is heavily uh, mobile focused. All of this matter if you want to be relevant and also if you want to monetize your eyeballs. So mobile is, is, is obviously critical. 5G will bring some challenges and opportunities. Uh, in 3.6 seconds, you can download a two-hour movie. So everyone will become a broadcaster, no doubt. And that's why this big game uh, is happening around big telco company, AT&T, Time Warner, and and uh, and uh, Disney, Fox, and so on. Uh, again, all these platforms, all these telco providers, they will need content for their audience. So at the end, we are still in that sweet spot and of producing global content for global players. And at some point, maybe you belong to an, to an operator. Yeah, but you know, this is not my, my, my focus is producing great stuff and uh, and finding the way to monetize it and, and bring brands with us in that journey. If we do a great job, if the audience is happy with the content we push, the value we incarnate, the rest will follow. What's Shane Smith doing these days? I mean... Uh, We, we, we texted uh, uh, last night, it was just back from North Korea in a very unexpected trip where he literally produced a show for Vice News Tonight with the 70th anniversary of the regime. It was amazing. If you can't watch it in a few days, it will be available on demand. Uh, but great, great way of looking at the world very differently. So uh, he's uh, still in close uh, touch with, with Vice and working as a journalist he's, for Vice. He's a journalist for Vice, executive chairman, dealmaker, Rainmaker, so no, no, is uh, is completely uh, with uh, with Nancy, myself, and and the team. But I think that uh, he has a, a unique take on 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 uh, news and uh, is a is a voice of Vice News tonight. So he's uh, he's spending a lot of time across the world, finding great stories and very unexpected interviews. Wait and see. Thank you very much for doing this. Um, we'll follow closely what you do there, advice. It's inspiring, I think, a little bit to us, to, to many in media, many in marketing. Um, I'm looking very much forward to having you, maybe at OMR at some point, one of you. Um, thank you very much. And um, I'm yeah. so, so sorry that I haven't been able to do the whole interview in German. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that doesn't sound like that. <laughs> thank you very much. Bye, Philip. Bye-bye. Cheers.